Welcome to another episode of Follow the Brand. I am your host, Grant McGaw, CEO of Five Star BDM, a five-star personal branding and business development company. I want to take you on a journey that takes another deep dive into the world of personal branding and business development using compelling personal stories, business conversations, and tips to improve your personal brand. By listening to the Follow the Brand podcast series, you will be able to differentiate yourself from the competition and allow you to build trust with prospective clients and employers. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. Make it one that will set you apart, build trust, and reflect who you are. Developing your five-star personal brand is a great way to demonstrate your skills and knowledge. If you have any questions for me or my guests, please email me at grant.mcgaugh, spelled M-C-G-A-U-G-H, at 5star BDM, B for brand, D for development, M for masters.com. Now let's begin with our next five-star episode on Follow the Brand. Welcome, everyone, to episode four of season two on the Follow the Brand podcast. I am your host, Grant McGaw, CEO of Five Star BDM. My question for you is, have you ever seen a purple squirrel with a yellow sweater? My guest today, Tom Jordan, sees them all the time in his business as a professional coach and executive recruiter. He is known as the chief connections officer for his program called MIND, or Moving in New Directions. Tom has a rare talent for helping professionals reach their true potential in their careers. He has over $1 billion in sales over his illustrious career by leveraging his network of friends, peers, and people just like you. Tom has an extensive 35-plus year background as a billion-dollar producer in sales of computer hardware, software, long-term multi-million dollar consulting contracts as large as $110 million, computer hardware service contracts as well. Some of these include IBM, Microsoft, HP, Compact, Digital Equipment Corporation, Sun Microsystems, PeopleSoft, Oracle, Marcola, Salesforce, and various EMR packages such as Epic, Cerner, Meditech, Allscripts, and others. He has also done several years of corporate recruiting, executive and professional talent hunting, and contract technical recruiting. He has also done executive professional management sales career life coaching and training. He has coached six Fortune 500 CEOs and 20 of their executives. He has also coached executives from large, small organizations. He has a true passion for helping people to truly love themselves, to get them on the right path, and how to stay on the right path to success. Tom used to love running, biking, and swimming, but due to an accident, he can no longer do that. He completed 150 marathons by December of 2015, two full Ironmans, and four half Ironman contests. Before getting into full-time sales and recruiting, Tom worked in Gainesville, Florida at the University of Florida Shands Hospital doing paramedic work in the ER, LPN, and on the AIDS unit, and an EKG and ideocardiogram tech in the heart station. 
He has also worked part-time at the VA hospital, working in their computer department, creating EMRs with monks. That's how he first got his love for EMR solutions. Tom spent also six years in the U.S. Army, Flak Army Hospital, and, and, and worked in their combat medic and EMT paramedic LPN units in Germany and elsewhere. He finished his career at Fort Lewis, Washington, attached to the Rangers. He has three children, two granddaughters, and a pet guinea pig named Pumpkin that belongs to his granddaughter. When he's not working, he likes to volunteer, spend time with the family, go for long walks on the beach or parks. He loves to capture sunrises and sunsets on his camera. He also loves to read and write stories. Let's welcome Tom Jordan to the Follow the Brand podcast, where we are building a five-star brand that you can follow. I want to welcome everyone to another special Follow the Brand episode. Today, we've got Tom Jordan. He is a, a vet, someone who has served in the medical field. Someone has a story past. He tells me he started selling when he was five years old. <laughs> it hasn't stopped since. He, he won awards all the way when he was five, six, seven, even, even to the day where he's done a lot of different work in the executive search field above, uh, above other things that he's done. He has a great, uh, I would say, health IT background as well as in the executive search field. He's very well known. He's known as the Chief Connections Officer. So I want to introduce you to Mr. Tom Jordan. Tell us about yourself, Tom. Well, Grant, thank you for for having me on the show. I appreciate that. Well, you've already given a really good segue. I first got into, I was a medic in the military, obviously, you said that. And then I had planned on being a doctor. But I, because of some health issues with my wife, I ended up selling EMR software, which is electronic medical record systems. I primarily sold Epic, Cerner, and uh, Meditech. That was back in 1987. And because I knew months from programming at the VA, that's how I got the job. And plus, they did a disk test and said, man, you've got a sales background. And that's when I said, well, I've been selling since I was five. But at any rate, Grant, I'm honored to be here. What I mean by chief connections officer is uh, I was branded that by a lot of my clients and candidates and friends over the years, where they either called me the connections guy or the networking guru, because I love and have a passion for connecting people with people, clients with clients, candidates with clients, executives with executives or whoever. I can wake up in the morning and I'm motivated to do that. And an example that I'll give you is my business with the pandemic. I've been doing executive coaching and professional coaching um, of all types. I had six Fortune 500 CEOs, four of which that I had placed and given them their first IT jobs and watched them rise up to the rank of being Fortune 500 CEOs. And I'm honored to have been part of their growth. And then I have 20 or so of their executives that they've had me coach. And then I've been honored to coach other uh, people. Right now, I'm blessed to be coaching an NFL 
player that works for another team. I won't mention that. I am coaching a PGA player. And the reason being is I was pretty good in high school football and track and baseball. And I've been running since I was a kid. And I was so close to a four-minute mile that I even coached a marathon runner this year that was trying out for the Olympics. Just helping them get in their mind. And an acronym that I use is called MIND, Moving in New Directions Spiritually, Physically, Mentally, Vocationally, Relationally. And I help those people in that area. So it's not just an executive coming to me and saying, hey, man, I want an exit strategy or I'm looking for a new job. They may come to me and say, come, I can't talk to anybody. Can I talk to you? So God's given me the ability to to establish a relationship with people where I can build rapport. And I love that. An example has been um, of how I've been able to use my connections this year is that I had mailed out an email prior to Christmas to 6,000 of my prior candidates and managers and all. And I had found out that several of those had lost jobs. And I wish I had the finances to help everybody. 104 of those had died due to COVID or COVID-related illnesses. And so I said, well, what can I do? And my clients were weary about bringing me on because I had had some illnesses last year for about half the year. I almost passed away. My heart stopped. I had kidney failure. I had COVID. But thank God I'm here. And I appreciate every breath, bro, or people that I have. I do. When I wake up in the morning, it's because I have a purpose in life. And that's to help people connect. And that's what I love to do. And so I'm honored to be on on this show. Um, So what I've been able to do is I've submitted 335 of the people that were displaced due to the pandemic. Now, I even went back to a lot of my old clients. And because they were concerned about my health, and you have to give a guarantee on a person when you place, they didn't want to give me, for whatever reason, an agreement. And they didn't want to pay me any fees. Plus, many of them had hired. I took a poll of the Fortune 500 companies, and 100 of them had just in the last year brought on executive recruiters like their own recruiting company within their, their corporation. So we're talking about people from my former company I worked for, Corn Ferry, that are now working for one of the largest hospitals that was my client that had 400 hospitals, right? So, uh, and he and he he was real honest with me. He said, "Tommy, this is what's happened. But when we need purple squirrels, you're the man we're going to call." And what I mean by purple squirrels are the people that are very difficult to find in healthcare IT. We would say that those are purple squirrels. With no offense to you all, but that have fluorescent yellow feet and a green tail and pink ears and a, and a blue fluorescent nose because you guys are rare. And I thank God for the people that have done that. 
there's part of me that wondered, was I meant to be, you know, still working in the IT field? But I think I'm, yeah, I'm doing what I'm doing because those people make very good income. But so I would say that majority of my work has been toward that. So I do executive coaching and professional coaching. And then the other part is I do executive search and professional searches. And most of those are going to be CEOs that also include all the way down to software engineers or whatever. And, and so of those people that were displaced, I submitted 330 something resumes. And as of today, 301 of them have taken jobs. That's 14 CEOs, 25 C-level executives, 85 vice presidents to directors, whether in healthcare or in other fields, could be sales professionals, it could be other types, 50 managers, and over 150 software engineers and engineers. Now, two years ago, when clients called me and wanted a software engineer, it was very difficult to find them, right? But now, I was shocked to have so many software engineers that had been displaced. Well, something else that I'm finding out as we see the trends, companies are starting to hire their own executive recruiters, right? But they're going to look to people like me to come in as a subject matter expert or maybe to vent their candidates that they picked out and which I can do or other firms can do that, right? But I can also go in and train any of their sales professionals, their recruiters, because I've got that knowledge and that gift and I've done that. I've gone into several consulting firms and trained probably 300 or so sales professionals and maybe 300 or so recruiters, primarily IT technology and healthcare IT recruiters. So I've been blessed to do that. Again, it goes all back to connections. Yeah. And those yep. 301 people that we found came through my connections. Even though I didn't make a penny, we did it in honor of my 104 friends. And I'm still doing that. I, and I think your story is fantastic, Tom. And, and you're able to share that with the with the audience. And I want to ask you about your beliefs, meaning you know, how you should live your life and conduct your work was, I I think you have a work ethic and a belief that's beyond just the uh, monetary compensation that you do this from your heart. Can can you elaborate on that? Yeah, I think I was born with the, I've been told that I'm an empath. I'm a lot like my mom. I, I feel what people feel. When I was a sales professional, I was able to go in and not, and, and disarm people because I could feel if somebody was in a bad mood or whatever. Now, I'm not saying I didn't make mistakes. What I was able to read people pretty quick, and I have a good intuition, right? So, but I believe God first. I came to know him in 1978 in a very, after a very traumatic event, and I'm very thankful for that. I I don't want to offend anybody on the show. And then I believe it's family after that. I'm 
a father of three incredible kids that I raised most of their time as a, as a single dad and still was in the sales field and the recruiting field. And then I've got two amazing granddaughters, one that lives with me and the other's nine months old. Nice. And so that's part of the reason I work. Plus the ability to get up in the morning knowing that I'm created to help people. I had a nonprofit that I had gotten sick in 2006 when I'd fallen down some stairs, but I had a nonprofit where I went out and helped the homeless. And some of them were veterans and it broke my heart because they should have been taken care of. Yeah. And so we put them in 16 houses, those that were qualified and helped them get jobs. People coming out of prison, the people stereotype, and we put them in the jobs. And I was able to connect with an organization in town, again, connection. And through that organization, we were able to start training and build a hundred square foot, hundred thousand square foot building on their property. And in part of that, we created an IT learning center that homeless and veterans and people on the north side of Jacksonville could get a chance to be educated. And people that were certified as A-plus certification people are network engineers or whatever would come in and volunteer their time and train these people. And again, that comes from my connections. Then we had a room for um, ACHC. And I reached out to some of my connections of people that owned air conditioning companies and found guys that were certified to train on that. And then we had, I'm sorry, I'm sniffling, but then we had another room that was created for welding. And it was taught primarily by a guy that used to work with me that was a welder in the Navy, had retired. And, And so he also worked for a learning school here in town. And he had a heart for people, especially veterans, especially homeless people, especially criminals. He had a heart to give and serve. And I think that's the other word is I serve people. I don't believe it's all about me getting. And I think if we had more of that in our world, it would be better. I don't mean to offend anybody. No, I I agree with you, Tom. I think where you're going is, especially in my audience, as let's just say, I want to ask you this. Let's just say you're. You're young, you're, you're out of school now, and that you've got some education, you've got a little bit of work experience, and you find yourself in maybe like a managerial role, and but you're not making that next step forward to get into that next step, that next director role, or that next opportunity, that, that is that level, that next level up. If you had to do a little coaching right now, you know, a couple of minutes, well, what advice could you give to that individual? Do you believe that could get them out of that that rut they're in? And to this episode is brought to you by Five Star BDM. Five Star BDM is a professional consulting and advisory group, keenly focused on business development services for small to mid-sized businesses and entrepreneurs. Although every business is unique. They often share challenges that can be addressed through smart branding. 
Services include process improvement in operations, digital strategy and transformation, business intelligence, digital marketing, and personal branding. Our five-star business and personal branding company has helped a number of professionals and organizations to optimize and grow. The result is more business, more opportunities, better reach, positive outcomes. Please visit www.5starbdm.com to learn more and view all the episodes of Follow the Brand. Level gets that next opportunity to be able to swim with the sharks. So I would say find somebody in your network that you know that you look up to that is at that next level or at even a higher level. Or call somebody like me that I would be willing to volunteer my time to help you. And I work you through a process. That's what's happened with many of the people I've watched grow up to become the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Because we together experience life, right? So, So I would say reach out to people within your organization, your network, or reach out to somebody like me. And we'll help you because all you need is the reason I call my firm azimuth navigators is I learned in the army how to shoot an azimuth. And that means when you have a compass, you pull it up and you're given a concordance when they drop you off on a survival course and they give you concordance. And they said, well, we want you to go at this concordance coordinates and then end up here. So there's a little line on the glass line of a compass, and you point that looking at the degree markers, right? And then north and south, east or whatever, and then you shoot an azimuth. You look at a tree or you look at a rock in front of you 50, not more than 100 yards. And you make sure that it's right on target. And that's how I do coaching is let's do little azimuth shots. And I'll help you get to the, the one point. Then once you, you're settled in there, we'll get you to another point. And so I did one survival course that was you had to do 25 miles in 20 hours. And after you were re- released, within four hours, you had people that were sent out to get you. So you had to evade them, right? Yeah. So part of that was day. Part of it was night. So to do my azimuth navigators, I'd learn from a special ops guy is carry a fluorescent uh, marker with you and use the light that you only shine back at that tree or that rock. And that fluorescent is going to shine back at you. So that's what I did. And I made that course and set a record at 14 hours and 31 minutes. And I didn't get captured. But again, it's following a direction, right? And I don't know if that makes sense to you, Grant, but... No, it does. You have to have targets. You've got to set goals. And then you've got to have the path forward. How do you you navigate to that next level? And you're using that azimuth as your, your, you know, that that balance, that balance point, right? To get you to that next level. stage that you need to progress 
And then you got to get to the next stage. So that's a balancing act. And I, I like how you said that when you look at someone's career trajectory, because you're going to keep running around in circles. All right. Now to get off this wheel and, and get to this higher level, you're going to have to deploy some new techniques. And it sounds like you got some of that uh, instruction from someone else who, who taught you. And then now you're teaching others. Absolutely. My, my mentor was a guy named Frank Bracken. And if you're out there, Frank, God bless you. I had already been selling in sales and I sold the EMR systems. But then I went into computer solutions and sales. And this guy, Frank, Frank Brackens, was the vice president, came down and he, you know, I'd already made some good money, but he was there to watch over me and to coach me. And that was kind of irritating to me at first. But he's the one that installed within me. People don't know, want to know how much you know, Tom, until they know how much you care. Plan your day and work your plan. And all of these, I call them Brackenisms today. And I've written a book called The Connector. And I hope to get that published soon. But it has a story about how this man invested time into me as well as other people over their years. I was fortunate to have the best HR director when I became a corporate recruiter in 2011, I was blessed to have this guy, even though I had worked with hundreds of them and chief human resource officers. This guy's the best of the best. And he trained me in HR. And so that's what you look for is people that you see where you want to be. Right. Yes. Right. Right. You, you right. got to see what, what's ahead of you. Like you got to have that, picture that mold that image of, of where you want to be and then get the insight in order to become that which you are seeking right yeah. now we've got a couple and, of minutes left and i wanted to find out from you first of all how do people connect with you and you just stated you got a book coming out tell us how you know, you know on your final thoughts uh, about what your your journey your next journey is what what, what are you going to be doing here in the near future? Well, my focus is going to be still the executive search, if I can, if clients will let me do it, and helping people that are displaced or needing help, even if I don't get paid. That's part of my who, I'm at, who I am. And then the executive coaching and professional coaching and career coaching and sales coaching and HR talent coaching and life coaching. I love that. Because that's me being a mentor, right? I've got three or four people right now that have started their own staffing firms, and they came to me. I don't know how they came to me, but they said, will you help me? And I said, absolutely. Well, I don't have any money. No problem. But you're going to have to respect my time. And so if we set up a time, you're going to have to respect that. So that's all what I want to accomplish in the next year or two years. Plus, I want to be able to close some deals. You know, I've sold over a billion dollars worth of computer hardware and software in my career, Grant. And, I believe it. And I was very successful. I've sold some multi-year, multi-state contracts that was as large as $110 million. And at least 10 of them were $50 million. And I was blessed to do that for the state and federal government. And so... 
you know, as a sales professional, that requires getting to know people, building relationships. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and so I was honored to be able to go out and sell by day and recruit by night. And when I got into the consulting business, we didn't have the internet. So my first job order that I got was for a purple squirrel, if you will. Can I share this? Sure. It was for Johnson and Johnson through IBM. They wanted somebody that knew HP programming language, COBOL. AS400 RPG programming language, deck equipment uh, programming languages, right? They needed the person that had a clinical background, right? They wanted the person to be so polished that he can go out with the sales reps or stand in front of the board of directors or in front of 10,000 people and give a presentation. Well, there's not too many technical people like that. But through my connections, I reached out to my friend Mark, who told me about my friend Bo, who's become my friend Bo. And he said, the only way Bo will go out and meet with you, Tom, is if you pay for the golf. And he'll even golf on his home course that cost about 100 to 200 a player. I said, absolutely. He said, I'll even bring another guy that may fit for that position. Absolutely. Great, Mark. I appreciate you doing it. And so we met that day. And I almost blew it. And I put that in my book that I have coming out. I've asked Bo permission to call him the purple squirrel. Because with the yellow sweater. Because on the third hole, they all had shorter drives. And I was a pretty good golfer. And then I was up near the water on a downhill lie. But my ball was in the mud. So when you use a 60-degree wedge, you don't know if it's going to come out hot or if it's going to come out lopping. And I said to them three times, watch out, guys. I don't know if it's coming out hot. And Bo was right there by the pin in his nice yellow sweater. Well, my balls were more Metro Information Services, which is a company I work for. And that ball came out there so hot that it hit that guy in the back. Oh, and it dropped Three inches from the hole because he was holding the flag. Well, we all started laughing, and two of the guys got down on their knees. Well, Bo didn't like that. And Mark said, you just lost your chance to recruit this guy. And I, he said, you've got to give him every opportunity. So every time he shot, I walked in front of him. I told him I was sorry a million times. And I finally said, can we get together with our wives and he said, absolutely. Nice. It turned out I, I knew his wife. And my wife knew his wife from church. And he gave up a steady job to go into consulting. But our company hired people to the bench, meaning if you lost, if we lost your contract, it was my responsibility as a salesperson to find your next gig. And I told him the minute we hired him, Bo, you're going to end up being my boss one day. And that came true. Before I moved out to Denver to open up a new office, Bo went from being a programmer to being the site lead, to being a team lead, to being a, what we call a, a director of staff of overseeing 50 consultants, and then ended up running the office. And I moved out to Denver to open up a new office. 
He is my best of best friends. And Bo, thank you for putting up with me. Pike he was not my... in this session in any more than that. That is a wonderful, wonderful story, Tom. You are a wonderful guest. I, I just love everything that you talked about. And we look forward to seeing this book. I can't wait for it to, to, to come out. And, and once it does, make sure that the audience gets an opportunity to, to tune in and, and read what you've got going on. So thank you very much, Tom, for, for joining Follow the Brand. And, and airing, uh, this will actually air uh, in our season two, which will be our business development series, which will come out here in the fall. And I can't wait for it to, to air. This is going to be wonderful. So make sure everyone tunes in to www.5starbdm, B for brand, B for development, and for masters.com. Until next time, see you later. Thank you. Thank you so much. 